Today on ABC Devo, Gates of Steel. Hey everybody, welcome back to ABC Devo. It's the only podcast where we go alphabetically through all of Devo's album tracks in alphabetical order. I said that already, but we go from the fourth dimension <laughs> to a wiggly world. Uh, I'm Pete the Retailer. I am Tom Taylor. I'm John Ingle. And I'm Joe Mazel. And today we're talking about Gates of Steel from the album Freedom of Choice, which came out in 1980. Song one on side two. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, we covered that. Next episode. Uh, what do we rank? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything to say about this one, guys. So I'm going to yeah. set this one out. Okay. I only just listened to it for the first time this morning. So I, have, I haven't had a chance to adapt to it or get used to it or let it sink in. So you guys go on without me. I'll just listen. You know, well, if there's one thing about this song is I just can't like hear it in my head. You know, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're just joking, everybody. That's, yeah, we all know this one well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, partially because this song is fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Listening to it over the last week or so, um, I was surprised at, and I don't mean this as reductive or insulting as it's going to sound, I'm surprised at how slow it is relative to how fast it plays in my brain. I sort of know what you mean. There is I'm something, glad, because yeah. otherwise I sound like a crazy person. You need me to validate everything you say. Otherwise, yeah, you'll sound nuts. So I'm so, not going to lie, Tom. I seriously do. It's been an issue with me for years. <laughs> this, this is why we're doing a show together, finally. Yeah, my life has been changed radically from uh, the start of this <laughs> shit, this podcast in ways I'm that you, you cannot possibly comprehend. And it's all <laughs> thanks to you. <laughs> but yeah, there's something. I don't know if I was going to say that it's that that it's strangely slow, or that there's something kind of. Um, it's <laughs> it's. I, I can't talk about music. There's lyrics, and then there's not lyrics, <laughs> and then there's lyrics, and then there's not lyrics. There's something yeah, very. You pretty uh, much nailed it. Okay. There's, <laughs> there's like a very. There's something feeling. There's a slightly empty feeling about the spaces between the verses. Does it, does anyone know what I mean? Like, there's like, I could be making this up, but it's like you think there's not. And enough I don't mind it I, when or what's making it slow in your mind is like the, the there's not the things things aren't happening as much when they're not singing. Was that maybe maybe or the singing itself is so like there's something very precise about this about the lyrics about the song about you know the 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 words the way they're sung mm. <laughs> and then. It's like a very short burst of lyrics and then no lyrics. And then a very short burst of lyrics and then no lyrics. And I'm not complaining. I love this song. I have nothing bad to say about this song. But there are things like that that make me think, oh, why do so many people love this song? Because I people from all walks of life, they come up to me on the street and say, Tom, do you like Devo? And I say, yes. <laughs> and they say, you know what's a great Devo song? Gates of Steel. I'm like, really? I didn't even know you like Gates of Steel. I didn't know you like Devo. I don't like Devo at all, but I like that one song, Gates of Steel. It's fantastic. I know like at least three people, and that's a lot, who, who are not Devo people, but they love Gates of Steel. Hmm. And when I listen to it, I agree with them. But then I also think, gosh, there's something about this song that I'm surprised that so many people love it, even though I do. 
Well, it's funny, I, not to get too far ahead uh, into any kind of a Spotify discussion, but mm-hmm. I have noticed uh, in that I work in a restaurant that we, we play Spotify stations, mixes, whatever. So I, I hear a lot. Bragging. Yeah, enough with the bragging. You work in a restaurant, fancy. Um, Whoa, uh, my name's but John. I will say I that this in a restaurant. Okay, I'll stop. I will say that this is the song that plays on the most mixes. Like it seems to be the one that mm. fits with more different types of music than just the stuff you would assume fits with Devo. You know, like Walls of Voodoo and Ecstasy and all the stuff that comes up when we do the Spotify uh, segment. This one seems yeah. to be the one that fits in. A little bit better with more just like rock songs of the era, you know, mm-hmm. um, like even like classic rock. Hey, this might pop up in a, I don't know, like a sticks station or something. I don't know what else. <laughs> for, I don't know why they came to mind first, but well, uh, yeah. it's, it, it's funny. It seems it is very much so. And it's got the driving guitar and it, the synthesizer isn't so over the top, like in the front of the mix that I think turns people, you know, certain people off to Devo. And yeah. there's just things about it that make it kind of fit in, and, and yet it's so unique and it's such a special song. It's not at all like a conformist song of theirs. It's not like they tried to make a hit uh, necessarily mm-hmm. out of this or tried to make it fit in with the music of the era either. But it just happens to kind of hit that note with people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. I'll buy that. I agree. Um, it's weird. I, I'm always unsure of what. Uh, I mean, with Devo, but with any kind of, you know, uh, strange pursuit, if you will, any any kind of, you know, thing that I get, <laughs> you know, nerdy about. I'm like, wait a minute, does this, do real people know about this? Or is this just, you know, like, do I just know about this because I'm <laughs> obsessed with this? So it's interesting to kind of feel that this transcends. Yeah. Um, because there wasn't even, um, well, here, here's a, uh, if I may, like, as much as it's kind of a, a classic Devo song and a very Devo in in, in our minds a little bit. Um, here's three things uh, not Devo about it. All right. Um, well, first off, it's uh, the writing credits they share. It's Mark and Gerald, but it's also Susan Schmidt and Deborah Smith, who are from the, true. The, the band Chai Pig, oh, which was another Akron band that they were friends with, and apparently oh, wow. they were uh, they were jamming. They had a song called Pimple on My Plans. Um, and Mark heard them, heard that song, he heard the riff one day when they were hanging out jamming and they played part of their song and he was like, oh, that's awesome. And then kind of repurposed it um, for this song and gave them co-writing credit. Um, so, hey, at least they're getting royalties from this, which is nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, this is, Devo was not the first band to perform this song. That honor goes to Dove, the band of love. Uh, <laughs> and then moments later, uh, uh, or you know, mere mere minutes, hours later, uh, Devo then performed it um, that same night. But uh, yeah, New Year's Eve, nineteen seventy nine, Devo um, debuted this song as Dove. That's awesome. Um, and um, there's no video for this because it was weird. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what the Mechanism. I guess it was this not a single, even really. I was going to say, am I dumb that I don't know for sure if it was even a single? I don't think it I'm ninety percent. I thought it was. I'm ninety percent sure it was. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm right. But <laughs> um, um, they sure they played it a lot um, on television. 
there's a few live television performances of it, which is hmm. usually indicative of a single, but uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I can't say either. It's got all the trappings of it, but I don't think it was ever... Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, there was a promo single, which is hmm. uh, Gates of Steel on side A, and then on side B, side B, Gates of Steel. According to Wikipedia, uh, yeah. it was the third single. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it was the third single uh, released on October 6, 1980. But I don't see any any evidence of this other than that Wikipedia thing. Um, like, I don't, I can't picture, I've never seen the, the 45. I don't, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't, there was no video for it. There's, I don't remember it getting kind of, you know, radio. I mean, it got, I don't remember anything getting radio play because I was, you know, Six. Six. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, like, this feel does feel like not a deeper cut, but it feels... Anyway, mm-hmm. because there is no Devo video for it, but somebody else has a video for it, and that's Flaming Lips. Yeah, the, <laughs> live, the live version uh, apparently was released as a promo single. Huh. Well, no, that's a recent. That's what it is. So Flaming Lips did a split single with Devo a couple of years ago um, of this. And the live version is Devo doing it live from, like, 2010 or whatever. No, no, this is 1980. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, in this, same thing. So there was a split single for, like, Record Store Day or something a couple of years ago um, where it was Devo doing the live version of, of Gates of Steel on one side and Flaming Lips covering it on the other side. And then Flaming Lips did a video for it. Hmm. Um, is it good? Do we like their version? I haven't heard it. Um, you know... I haven't heard it. I just strangely, I researched. You know, I was doing this initial batch of research in silence, and <laughs> uh, didn't give it a listen. But uh, I'll have to check it out because they. According they, to uh, according to Discogs, uh, B stiff is the B side. Hmm. Oh, weird. That's weird. Huh. Again, I I'll I'll see it when I believe it. I I've never seen that. <laughs> Believe it, Squiggy. I don't. I don't. I don't recall ever seeing. You know, even doing. I don't know. Other than like, occasionally people saying like, "Oh yeah, this was a single for this." Like I don't. I, I need a. I need a picture of it, and I need to know that it exists. But anyway, to the oddly song enough, um, if you type "Gates of Steel" single, what you and go to Google Images, you're going to see a lot of metal gates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Helping um, me not not one iota. No. Um, but the song itself. How are we doing on this song? The opening of the song, the very beginning, sounds almost identical to me to um, "Vacation" by the Go Go's. Mm. Yep. I and not in a bad way. No, I. You know what? To me, I agree with you on that. I thought about the Go Go's too. But then I also, every time I hear this song, when that intro starts, it just sounds. Like, so iconic mm-hmm. <laughs> that it sounds like the beginning of like a million songs. Like it just sounds like <laughs> um, the like that era of music. So quintessentially, mm. that yeah. um, sometimes I have to stop and think. Okay, yeah, this is Gates of Steel by Devo. <laughs> like I, I actually <laughs> when it starts, sometimes I'm, I'm just thrown off for just a fraction of a second, and because it just sounds so iconic, it just I don't know. Um, it's an amazing the the. Everything about this mu- this song, how the music uh, plays out, how it builds, the different layers and the, how they come in and out, is I think it's just genius. Yeah. And we could go on about that, but, um, you know, 
let everyone else have their say about how they feel about the the, the intro, at least. Because I feel like the intro is its own little thing that should be talked about by everyone. Unless you don't have notes on that. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that medley is uh, amazing. That melody is amazing. Just that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, perfect. Then you hear the, the guitar go into it. Ah, great stuff. Well, and then the uh, Alan's on the tom. Uh, you know, it, it's like mm-hmm. the floor tom that he's hitting with the kick drum. And it, it just, like, drags you right into the song. There's something about... I wish I knew more about the drums. But it's something about the way he's... I don't know, keeping the tempo right at the beginning so strongly with the, and then you got the driving baseline going on and then you have that synth in the background and you're not a hundred percent. I mean, at least I feel I'm not a hundred percent oriented to what the song is going to be yet. It feels like you're just kind of being brought in to the ether a little bit, you know, and like, okay, we're going to bring you into the song soon. Uh, but it's so catchy at the same time without being traditionally melodic. So, I mean, that's what, you know, we talked, I can't remember what song we were talking about a couple weeks ago. It's like, that's like, that's Devo. That's what they do. They do, like, they bring you in by throwing you off a little bit. And that's what I feel like at the beginning of this song. All right. Yeah, no, I'll buy that. Uh, Weirdly, as much as we're talking about it right now, I can't get the intro in my head. I just had to play it for myself. Yeah. (laughs) My mind keeps going to other, like, to either... uh, uh, girl, you want, which we'll get to in a, in a couple of days, or mm-hmm. or uh, freedom of choice. Like I, I'm going to other songs off the album, but I can't for some reason can't <laughs> get the opening, the intro of this stuck in my head right now. And it's um, I keep hearing um, Xerox by Adamant. If anyone knows that song, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I for one don't have any problem with it. this one's like locked. Right there in my head. So yeah, no. Usually, I'm the one that has a hard time bringing the song up in my or not hearing a different song or something. Well, the bulk of it I I easily get, you know, and and, you know the vocal, like like Tom was saying, the parts where there's where they're singing, I got that. But then the other parts, (laughs) then where they're not not singing, singing. those are the parts that I I are drifting Mm -hmm. away a little bit in my head. See, they're singing, and then there's not singing, and then they're singing again. Wait, let me write this down: singing, not singing. Well, speaking of singing and not singing, do we? I actually don't. I'll just say I don't know what the song is about. I get, I get, I get feelings from it and 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 some ideas and things, but uh, I don't really know what it's about. And maybe it's not about anything. Mm. When I read it, and this could be, you know, projection, reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, that just I just turned into a slam poet. Um, <laughs> that's pretty good. But <laughs> had to happen sooner or later. Yeah. Uh, is the moon full? Maybe that's what happens. I'm a aware mm. poet. Um, uh, you're a there poet um, but I I see it as kind of this uh, it's thematically in line with Devo but about kind of you know being not being a robot as much you know opening up kind of and having feelings and kind of you know it's going to sound total cornball but like you know like allowing yourself to love let's say mm-hmm. um mm. and so that's it's like you know the gates of steel you know there's this kind of you know um you know robotic this this very kind of archaic shield you know this kind of uh protective uh gate over his let's say his heart again this is totally going cornball but stick with me guys <laughs> Uh, unlocking the secret voice given to ancient noise. It's all this, like they're saying, it's all this like trite 
you know, this this stuff that's been done a million times. It's nothing new. But then it's take a chance on a brand new dance. It's for you it is if you're just allowing yourself to to experience these emotions. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the sense I get from it too. But then there's also this, like later on, he's talking about the ape regarding his tail, and he's stuck on it. He repeats until he fails. Right. And like it's it's it it sounds like, <laughs> you know, repeats until he fails. Half a goon and half a god. A man's not made of steel. Like they say, a man's not made of steel. At the end of that, as though they've made some triumphant point. But really, they're just talking about an ape, a poor ape with a tail, who well, chases his tail and he repeats until he fails. That's well, if I may, man. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh no! Man's back. Song meaning. <laughs> I'm not, not going to hit the song meanings just yet. Although, oh, okay. oh boy, will I? Oh boy. Um, you know, to me, and uh, Pete, I'm not too uh, far off from you. I mean, this is a tune about breaking away con- from conformity. Mm-hmm. Not only uh, the restrictions that society puts on you, but the restrictions that you put on you, man. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the ape who regards his tail because he's stuck on it. <laughs> you want to look past your tail. You want to break away those gates of steel. Oh, so we're not you the You know, ape? you're half a goon. But you're also half a god. And the beginning was the end. So even if we're the ape, uh, I don't know. Then we're the ape again. <laughs> <laughs> we must repeat. Uh, All yeah, right. We pay to play the human way. True. This is, this is the, uh, you know, what I'm going to say, what, what I, my reading of this song is going to have a lot of what you guys are saying in it. But to me, it's sort of like... <laughs> The sad, like, futility of humanity. Yeah. Mm. In the face of progress. Like, where, you know, Devo, uh, to a certain extent, embraces progress and yet sees it as something to fear, as in it's going to destroy your humanity. And I think that's what this song is about in a lot of ways. It's it's kind of a resistant song in a certain way, saying, hey, you're human, you're, you know, you hear the ancient voice, you're the ape that regards its tail so on and so forth Mm -hmm. like we have this evolutionary like history and then we're built you know we have this these human ideals and we have this you know just natural humanity to us but we can't really keep up with progress or or modernity or however you want to call it we're not really going to be able to stick with that and it's kind of futile but yet there's something saying like resist it anyway. Like it's really yeah. all you have is to resist it. I think when you have the the earth that moves too slow, that's that tells me a lot. Like to me, that's saying like okay, what we understand as the earth and what we've known it to be is never going to keep up with the with what we make of it. If you get what I mean, like the mm-hmm. modernism, modernization is going to kill it all basically. And we're never going to be able to keep up. And at this point we're even paying to play the human way. I, I don't know if I can give you a hundred percent reading on what that line means, but to me that kind of hits like, um, you know, how I feel sometimes in life. It's like, why am I, why do I have to strive so hard just to be a human <laughs> being? That's what's going yeah. on. Um, so I think there's a lot of there's you know, they're always into the duality and I guess I always am, am kind of into a, uh, a reading, uh, contradictory readings. I love stuff like that. I love irony and and so forth. So maybe mm-hmm. I'm putting a little bit of myself into it. But to me, there's constant contradictions going on throughout the themes of the song, and I think that it really fits Devo though because. 
there's a, there is a humanity to Devo, even though they talk about you know they're being robots and so on. Well, they're also reporting from a human perspective on what they're seeing, and I think that's what we got here. And it's kind of a sad yet triumphant song. <laughs> Again, with the contradictions. So I don't know if I really had a uh, concise reading there, but uh, again, I'm not sure how to come up with a concise reading of this song because it is, it does seem to move from one place to the other over and over again. Yeah, but everything you said makes sense. No, I think it can be all those things and it can be more. Although, if you want a concise uh, meaning of this song. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> May I uh, present to you from songmeanings.com Sturlgore, who uh, informs us that this song is clearly about Superman 2 when he gives up his powers and tries to be human. We pay to play the human way. Mm-hmm. Unlock the secret voice when he uses the crystal key in the Fortress of Solitude to unlock his dad's voice recording. And who better described as half a goon and half a god than Clark Kent slash Superman? Hmm. Perfect. Wow. That, <laughs> he's clearly I, responding I'm to totally the... totally on board with that interpretation now. <laughs> if it didn't come out, like, I think a year before Superman 2, yes. <laughs> same year. Same year. Sa- right same year, but surely surely well, written that... before they saw Superman 2. Come well, on. I don't know. Maybe this is leading to a new, uh, <clears throat> you know... Uh... I thought Superman 2 was 1981. It's... I thought it was 2, also. <laughs> yes. It, w- um, it was 2. <laughs> it was too well, we can agree too. on that. Also, this guy is clearly responding to the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2 because yes. uh, Jarrell isn't in the theatrical version. Thank you. Very true. Very true. Um, but 1980. The, uh, yeah. Get I, out really? Yeah. Yep. Huh. Son of a gun. June um, 19th. What was the release date of? <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm forming a uh, kind of conspiracy, a uh, you know Kubrick 2001 uh, Pink Floyd conspiracy theory now. That maybe you know what if Diva was uh, uh, they were you know they were hired to uh, add music to Superman two, but then uh, had some kind of uh, falling out, and then they didn't, so then they just threw some <laughs> references in there. May sixteenth, nineteen eighty. So it was earlier. Yeah, this is one no, month earlier. I have s- I have Superman 2 is June 19th, 1981, and I remember it was the same year as Raiders of the Lost Ark because my cousin said, do you want to see a movie with Han Solo in it or do you want to see Superman 2? And I said, Superman 2. Oh, you're right. to see Raiders anyway. This does say, the, uh, this other thing said, Wikipedia says 1980, and then this one says 1981, whatever this no, is. I was Go- there. Google. Their release date, December 4th, 1980 in Australia. Oh, and really? Then, <laughs> And then 1981 for, like, the rest of the world. That's not fair. They just barely had to squeak it in. (laughs) So, wait, maybe Superman 2 is about Gates of Steel, man. Yes. Yes. My mind just... Man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait, man of... Oh. (laughs) He's the man of steel? Oh, this is... uh... Yeah, this is going down. <laughs> this is going downhill fast. <laughs> I, I love this new interpretation. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that uh, right now, this may change, right mm-hmm. now, this song may contain my favorite, I think maybe Devo at their lyrical best. I have the note that says, arguably the best lyrics of any Devo song. Hmm. I don't have any hmm. problem with that. I haven't just, thought about it in that way, but that's possibly true. 
I mean, well, I love the, the I love the line "half a goon and half a god." Clearly, yeah. because I've said it five times. Right. Um, they're little things like referencing "twist and shout," but like turning it like sinister. <laughs> Um, oh my god, the earth it moves too slow, like backwards. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh. oh man. Now uh, I'm just looking at the lyrics looking for Superman references. <laughs> and you know, there's a sort of um there's there's a kind of fable streak that runs in a, runs through Devo at this point, a la uh, their poem in Ancient Rome in Freedom and Choice. Yeah. But uh, in Gates of Steel, I kind of like that the ape regards his tail, you know, thematically very similar, but it's not as in your face as in Freedom of Choice. The song, right? You know, it's not like all right, stop, let me play something. It's just kind of. Here's the same idea, pretty much, but uh, really just like in there and th- in and out in three lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like lyrically. I think this song is fantastic. I do want to point out also that uh, Clark Kent, kind of a goon, mm. Superman, <laughs> kind, kind of, of a god. god. Right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Does let's find out now. Uh, does associating it with Superman two? I'm assuming knowing all of us, all of us, uh, the, that might even inflate uh, the ratings of a song that we already seem to like a lot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so who? So who's going to go first? This? Well, how about if I do real quick? How about if I do a synth report for the first oh. time in a while? Oh sure, all right. What? And I can only do I, I can do this one because there's so much live footage of this song mm-hmm. um, that at least I can venture a guess as to what was used in studio uh, for the intro, this iconic synth intro to the song. And from what I can tell, at least from what they play live, which sounds exactly to me exactly like the, the instrument on, in the studio recording, is uh, the ARP Odyssey. Now I don't know if people actually call it an ARP. Um, but I think it's called ARP Odyssey, and ARP is a, a massive was a massive synthesizer uh, company. Uh, the direct, maybe the most direct uh, rival to to Moog, and a lot in a lot of ways were like kind of pushed by uh, Moog to do things that they didn't really want to do, um, mm-hmm. like create more like keyboard centric and mobile style synthesizers, but. Um, ARP, most notably, uh, uh, Tom, this is you know, directly related to you, uh, most notably the uh, producer of the ARP 2500, which is the giant synthesizer that you see at the end of uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, that they play <laughs> ah. When they are uh, jamming with the aliens at the end of that movie. Very cool. In this particular case, it's the Odyssey, as I mentioned, and it's um, uh, notable to say that Mother's Ball liked it a lot, mainly because it broke uh, something broke down inside of it and created a sound. He he said was basically there was no way you could achieve that sound without it breaking the way it did. And they didn't fix it; they kept it the way it was. And it also appears on some other songs, but I won't mention that right now. I'll wait till we get to those songs. But that is the synth report. We have the ARP Odyssey uh, as the intro, and I believe that there's a little bit of a uh, like syncopation with the bass line going on on a mini Moog too. It looks like from the live performances, but. Not as notable as this, but yep, there we go. Synth report. Nice. I um, 
had when I was growing up. I had a uh, an octave cat, which was a, a noted uh, ARP Odyssey ripoff. So much so that there was a yeah, lawsuit, cool. I believe. Oh, nice! Um, wow. <laughs> my neighbors were were throwing theirs out one day. I was like, "You want this?" I was like, "Okay." It was that and like a like a full on um, uh, the electric piano uh, Hammond Fender Fender Rhodes. No, yeah, maybe it's a Hammond. Is it a Hammond uh... B three? That's an organ, but maybe a Hammond Rye. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I can't think of it. So I'll, I'll skip that. Maybe I'll cut this part out. If you're hearing this, I didn't cut it out. But yeah, we're getting rid of <laughs> an electric piano and a and a and an analog synth one day, and I just took them, put them both in a closet, and would play with them every once in a while. Never knew how to mm. use the um, cat, but. I recommend it let you know if you cut that out, you lose my ham and rye joke, and mm. I don't think you really want to do that. No. <laughs> hey, uh, Pete, do, uh, so have you heard it referred to as ARP? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I could not only from other nerds who are not synth experts. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find anybody. I, I kept watching videos even uh, that, that I thought maybe somebody would talk about the instrument, and I didn't hear them say that. Uh, I'm sure there are some videos. I just didn't have time to look at them all, but... Um, I, I called it the ARP, but ARP, uh, maybe that's it. It's another AT-AT situation. Yep. Mm. <laughs> well, then I'm definitely ARP. I'm in the ARP camp then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, thanks for the synth report. I, I, I missed that. I forgot about that a little bit. Well, yeah, because I haven't done one in so long. <laughs> that would it's explain what fault. we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are we thinking, dudes? A+. plus. Yep, there I A said. plus. A plus. <laughs> A plus. Why are we even too? talking about it? Yeah, I can't imagine. Oh, Pete, where are you, buddy? <laughs> You're not going to be the outlier. You didn't say it. This is, this, this is easily one of the one of those top diva songs. I, I, even though I can't think of the beginning right now, and it's driving me crazy because you I know will. I like it, and I know that we all just talked about how um, you know iconic it is. Uh, just picture the beginning of Vacation by the Go-Go's, but like sure. with a slight, uh, a little heavier or something. Yeah. National Lampoon's Vacation. Okay, think of something, yeah. and then think of something different, and that thing that's different will be Gates of Steel, the intro. Bingo. Okay, I just played mm-hmm. it for two seconds, and I got it now. I love it. All right. plus. There was one musical uh, note I had, no pun intended, that I didn't get to mention, but it's something that is like, it's always been there for me. I've never really like talked about it. This is like a little musical thing that I love that happens in this song, and uh, I'll see if you guys you know understand what I'm talking about. But I love it in a song when there's kind of a buildup of of rhythm and heart and melody, and maybe even it gets a little noisy for a minute, hmm. and then whatever is that, that that one element that kind of creates the noise, the white noise, whatever you want to call it, the kind of chaotic sound that's going on drops out. But the rest of the song continues is yeah. like bliss for me in music. For some reason, when when songs do that mm. successfully, it's like it's like a great relief. It's like I just took a musical Valium or something, and it just hit me. Uh, and yeah. this song does that. It has all that synthy stuff going on at the beginning, and the drums are going, and then the guitar riff comes in, and as it all starts to build, it gets kind of chaotic, um, but not in a not in like a shrieky sort of way or anything that's uh, troubling to the ears. But as soon as the synth drops out and the guitar, the drums, and the bass just go on their own, 
it's beautiful. It's like yeah. one of my favorite moments in any Devo song. And it's real simple. It's just a simple little change in the, you know, just drop one instrument out. And I don't know. It's beautiful to me. Is what you're comparing it to similar to, say, gut feeling right before the lyrics come in? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, now that you'd say that. Now I know what you're talking about. And it it (laughs) looks like it is uh, something that is definitely in the Devo bag of tricks. Yeah. Mm. And I'll tell you, another group, uh, and this is not even like rock and roll or pop music, well, pop music, I guess, but the Beastie Boys used to do that a lot. Oh, where sure. I think in the in the kind of middle age, like a, um, basically like ill communication period where they were doing like real heavy sampling, but real kind of hard driving beats, they would do a lot of like kind of random samples would be going through and they just drop out and then the lyrics would just continue. And I mm-hmm. always loved that about that. I think there's a lot of other groups who were doing it at the time, but the Beastie Boys kind of um, come to mind first. And I've always just found that so satisfying. Just dropping one layer out of a mix and letting everything else go on, uh, I don't know, it's just very satisfying to me. That's cool, Zvildadio. Yeah. So just to reiterate, <laughs> we are four of a kind A-plus on this song. A-plus. Oh, the Peter actually said? So I give it a, oh, yeah, he said A-plus. Yeah, okay. Said. All right. Once I listened All right. to the the oh, that's right. two seconds of the intro that made me re- remember, oh, yes, of course I know that song. <laughs> it startled me so much that I banged into my mic stand. That happens. <laughs> All right. So uh, there's nothing else we usually discuss at this point. Certainly nothing about a similar so- similar songs, if you like Gates of Steel, that you could find on Spotify. So I no. guess we better wrap up. Hang on right, a bye guys. Well, wait oh, a second. Whoa. What? I have my head on and everything. What? <laughs> I figured out. Is it an energy dome? It better be an energy dome. It Unless is. you put on your like, fedora to go to your other show. Um, Aw. The, um, or, like a, or to just hang out with a lot of nerds because yeah. they wear fedoras too. Sure. Um, Not cool guys like us. If you run this through the uh, Spotifier, uh, Gates mm-hmm. of Steel, there's a lot of options to pick from here. Um, you got the Flaming Lips. Well, no, because there's the, the, there's the version uh, from the Diva album. Live. There's the version from uh, the remastered oh. album. There's the version from Greatest Hits, and there's the version for there's the live one. Um, and so I I just did the first, I think I did the one just off the regular album. Uh, and the next uh, song off that, let me see if I can replicate it right now. But the next song off that was uh, Strobe Light by the B Fifty Twos. Hmm. Um, Interesting choice. B Fifty Twos are are you know common occurrence in these. Um, yeah. Oh, if I do the if I do the live version right now, of course things change when I go home. It seems like uh, <laughs> if I do the live version, the next song that I get is "Blank Generation" by Richard Hell. So maybe we'll go with that. Oh, one. nice choice again. Yeah, nice. Hmm. Um, the greatest hits gives us "Capitalism" by Oingo Boingo, another good one. Nice. <laughs> uh, and the remastered version gives us oh, "On the Outside" by Oingo Boingo. So oh, no, double nice. Mm. Um, Do any does any version give you um, Manny Moe and Jack by the Dickies? Because that's the other song that I keep getting in my head when I try to think of um, <laughs> Gates of Steel. Um, no, that would be its Pep. Hacha. Mm. Hey, hey. <laughs> wow, you're on fire tonight, Joe. Ah, <laughs> stop <I> him. <laughs> um, I'm I'm doing some quick scanning and I don't see any uh, Dickies. All right. Um, <laughs> And I'm not well, just good because about, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not just about <laughs> oh, my jokes we're going to allude to and not make. Um, 
Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry to the Dickies. That's Apologies all right. to the Dickies. Once again, I'm smarter than a computer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we all love this song because there's no reason not to. And if you don't like this song, then something's wrong. Yeah. You know, I would uh, hazard a guess and say if you like this song, you probably like other Devo songs, and you're probably asking yourself, hey, what happened to the B-sides? Because no doubt you own a pizza parlor in 1965. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Luigi the Pizza Man from 1965, I would heartily, heartily recommend plops down a few shekels and joins our Patreon for the Devo Weekend Mutation, where we cover the B-sides, we cover the outtakes, we cover the the demos, we cover it all for your enjoyment and for ours. What's and if you're not? Oh, I'm sorry. What's Please, Pete. <laughs> well, I was gonna have to be stupid and ask what's, what's the exchange rate between lira and shekels. <laughs> it's a punch in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's why people rarely uh, go, go, rarely go between Rome and Israel, despite uh, the thematic similarities. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, join our Patreon, the weekend edition, uh, weekend mutation. Excuse me, because uh, yeah, we could use the money, and uh, you could use us talking about more Devo. It's a fair exchange. Uh, also, we have our Facebook page, The Smart Patrol, the ABC Devo Listener Society. And not only that, wait a minute, is there something else? I think there is. Could be. Help me out is. here. <laughs> Come on, there's something else besides the Facebook page. Oh, yeah, you should rate us. You should subscribe to us. You should, what else should you do? Review us. Oh, yeah, and review us. Rating and reviewing is kind of the same thing, no, isn't no, no. it? You give a star oh, rating. Oh, explain uh, the difference. And then you write in, ah. like, well, I love this podcast. It's my favorite. <laughs> That's the review part? Yeah, you can just write that, folks. If you don't want to think of yeah. anything to say, just say what Pete just said. Yeah. I just love write this podcast. What Pete just said. It's my favorite. you got to figure out what the it, punctuation is that makes it sound like that, but... Yeah, I think you say it it's, like you're it's putting it's your finger over your lip like a fake mustache. Right. I think I'm you say, I'm gonna, guy. I like <laughs> this show. <laughs> I'm going to throw this out there. You guys start uh, writing reviews. Just maybe, maybe Joe Mazel will start reading them on the air. What? what? Well, I'm just saying, I might. And you know what? I'm just not making maybe. any promises, but uh, you'll never know unless you start doing it. Hmm. And just maybe we'll record it and uh, record him reading what? the reviews and show them on YouTube. Maybe. Whoa. Wow. Maybe. Wait. I'm just saying maybe. I'm not making any promises, but Joe Maisel <laughs> may read them. Do you have cameras set up in my house? In an energy that actually dome. kind of frightens me. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll just see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, well, all right. Thanks, Joe, for letting everybody know what they can do. <laughs> what they can do good oh, with themselves. <laughs> Normally, I told them where to go, but today I'm just on a different track all entirely. Right. Um... Well, yeah. So this weekend, uh, maybe if if you uh, if you if you like this, maybe we'll see you there. Uh, otherwise, we will be back um, on what is that Tuesday coming up? Um, we made some allusions to it during the, the last song or two, but uh, we've got another song from Freedom of Choice. Um, it's what you want coming up on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, the, if you if you're looking for more ABC Devo, the ep- the the episode you want is Girl You Want. That's what we'll be talking about on Tuesday. So come join us then, ABC Devo. Bye-bye. Twist away. <laughs>